Hey, I'm Tony. This is Finding Subjects. And on this episode of Finding Subjects, guess where we are? We're in Ireland. Ireland. Green grass. Excellent butter. Leprechauns somewhere. And I have no idea why I'm talking like this. <laughs> right now, everybody, anybody who's listening right now, do your best Irish imitation. Go. All right, cool. I heard that. <laughs> we do it. We all do that sometimes. We do uh, funny voices or whatever. Hey, am I the only one that, you know, these new, excuse me, with these new uh, remote controls for the television, you can press the button and the voice, uh, you know, it's voice activated or whatever. It listens to you somehow. Does anybody else like press the button and say like, HBO or Showtime? <laughs> I do that. I do it. And I have no idea why I do that. No, I'm not crazy. I don't think, but I do it just kind of like to outsmart the, the, the remote to see if it understands me. Like the other day, I'm like, Game of Thrones! Game of Thrones! <laughs> and it worked. So uh, I can't outsmart the, the remote control. Does anybody out there still call the remote control the clicker? You know what that means, right? You're old. Old as dirt. Anyway, on this episode, we are in Ireland, and uh, we're really glad to be here. To me, when I talk about Ireland, there's a lot of passion there, because Ireland, to me, means family. I, it, it's, man, what a trip. Now look, I, I've enjoyed, see if I say I like this trip better than I like the Iceland trip, then my, my daughters are going to be mad at me, and I don't like one more than the other, but let's just say that Ireland was, to me, really something special, because uh, my family's from Ireland. So when I think of Ireland, I think of my grandparents, Mike Ring and Nancy Ring. Now, Mike was from Cork, and Nancy was from Belfast. There I go again, going into these accents, don't know why, but it... Uh, so man, it just reminds me, like my grandmother had a very pronounced Irish infliction in her voice. So you can hear her, you know, I can hear her right now saying my name and speaking to me in my head. And, uh, it was just really, it was really neat. And, uh, my grandfather, not so much. He was, I think he was younger when he was there, but, uh, he was just a man, just a proud Irishman. And he came over. Uh, very young with his family. He became, uh, he was in the U.S. Marines. He served in the Marine Corps. Very proud of that, big time. And then he became a railroader, and he was, uh, he worked for the B&O Railroad, and he was a brakeman. So the brakeman back in the day, and I might have mentioned this before in an earlier episode, but a brakeman basically rides in the back in the caboose, basically. So I guess if there's a problem up ahead, you know, uh, he can actually set the brakes back in the caboose, slow the train down, and stop it if need be. But, uh, he was just a passionate storyteller, my grandfather. And he just, all he ever wanted was someone to sit with. I think he was a very lonely guy, if I can truly get to this. Uh, you know, it's hard trying to figure somebody out that when he passed away, I believe it was in 76. So, so I'm not going to give my age away, but, you know, I was very young, probably 12, 13, something like that. So he just wanted to sit down and talk to people. He just wanted to have a conversation and how ironic that's exactly how I am. I'm the same way. I just want to talk to people. I'm not going to say I'm a lonely guy. I just love talking to people, love uh, hearing their stories, love sharing stories. And anybody who knows me, yes, Ann, I know you're, you're nodding your head, Ann and Mike. <laughs> yes, Tony, we know. We've heard the stories. We're looking for new stories. <laughs> and, and my brother-in-law out there, I just found out that he listens. And yes, John, 
I do know an incredible amount of factoids that are useless information. <laughs> you said that to me once, but I think that's pretty cool. But it's true. So, you know, I use those uh, little factoids just in, in conversation. And that's how my grandfather was. He just loved talking to people. He just loved telling stories. And I think he lived a pretty interesting life. And, you know, I mean, I think that's, you know, subliminally, that's all of our goals to go out there and live an interesting life and uh, to experience as much as we can without hurting ourselves or anyone else and just living in the now. And so for me, Ireland was a homecoming. I just, you know, my daughter has also been doing a family tree. We're just trying to dig further into the Irish roots and figure out, you know, what happened? You know, who, who were these people? And again, I've mentioned even in the last episode about how amazing it would be if, uh, you know, some of, I mean, all of our, all of our relatives had the option to record and do what I'm doing right now. And so people I don't even know up in the future, you're going to be listening to this and yeah, I'm your, I'm your great, great, great grandfather who was, <laughs> who acted like he was 25 all the time. There you go. I'm stuck in a warp. But yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. I'm a very, uh passionate person about life and well look we all have our problems i'll tell you what i'm going to give everybody 30 seconds to air your problems and then we're going to get that out of the way because we all have them are you ready whatever's bothering you right now for 30 seconds just say it out loud or say it to yourself and then we'll get on with it because this is just going to prove everybody out there is going through some crap and here it goes all right but go all right go my back is killing me uh my right shoulder is killing me i have tmj in my jaw because i'm probably grinding my teeth at night i was a little lightheaded today okay is that an inner ear infection do i have a sinus infection or is that my heart problem uh, i feel a little uneasy like almost like i'm about to get hit with a baseball bat in the head is that anxiety or just um, did i not get enough sleep um uh, 30 seconds up yet i can keep on going but bam we'll stop right there that's what i'm talking about everybody's got something going on even though i'm talking to you there's there's stuff in the background Okay, there's stuff in all of our background. I call it, you know, in a way I call it distortion. You know, in an audio term, if we, let's let's imagine that our life is like an old radio, an AM radio, and you just got a back in the day, you didn't hit a button and everything wasn't digital. You actually had to tune in. You had to carefully take the knob and find KYW News Radio in here in Philadelphia. Yeah, there it is. Or WFIL 56 AM. Or Wibbage, WIBG. WIBG. You get what I'm talking about. You had to tune into the, into the channel to hear it properly. And I mean, sometimes if you're listening to the radio nowadays, you'll, you know, I know when traveling, you know, you're going across lines, state lines, sometimes you lose uh, the signal and you want to try to fine tune that and put in search and scan. It's the same thing about life. You, <clears throat> excuse the handheld noise. Uh, I'm laying in bed today uh, recording this. And you may even hear some knocks on the ceiling. My neighbor upstairs is uh, getting something done on the floor, but this is not a sterile environment, folks. This is real world. So in life, we have to fine tune. We have to find the now. And if you don't, what, what happens? You hear a lot of distortion, white noise, like that kind of thing, whatever. That's a bad imitation. <laughs> I don't know what it is today with me with my imitations, but... You know, you, you get that sometimes in life, and so you got to fine-tune in. But anyway, um, so yeah, we got to fine-tune into the proper channel of now, being in now, being in uh, the moment, appreciating everything that we have. And man, it is so easy to get lost in the white noise, get lost into the distortion, get lose our focus in life, and, and lose our focus of what's important. That's all, yes, it's absolutely important to be earning a living. It's absolutely important to earn money for our families and to provide better life than, than maybe what we had, but... 
don't lose focus on the now, folks. Don't lose focus on enjoying your life while you're here, appreciating, taking moments out for yourself and relaxing a bit, just being mindful and appreciative of what you have. So saying all that, I just want to get back to my grandfather in Ireland because, uh, because that's where we are mentally, because that's what we're talking about today. And to me, again, uh, to explain a little bit more about my grandfather. So he was a storyteller and he would tell me stories about, you know, when he was a railroader and uh, the times where, you know, I think, I think it was times of regret for him, but you know, when the train was traveling uh, and unfortunately, you know, there were accidents, you know, people might've been hurt uh, on the tracks or whatever. And I think he carried that with him. It was not his fault, but in, in his own way, he would tell me about it. And, you know, it was maybe him getting that off his chest. But he also had some hilarious stories, of, you know, as well, just about life in general. And and he, being like me, I am absolutely certain that he met half the people that he said he did. I do remember one trip that we took to New York City. And I was really young, and they bought me this... Uh, uh, we got on a bus to go up to New York City, and they, and they bought me a bag. Within this little blue bag, I, it was like I had a little yellow string on the blue bag, and inside was this pink-colored little mechanical box that, when you squeeze the bag, you know, and somehow you activated a button within that bag on that little tan or pink-colored uh, mechanical device, it started laughing. It was a laughing bag. And I remember just like hitting that button. I can only imagine the people sitting next to me on the way to New York, like, oh my God, dude, that was funny. Like when he did it twice, but you know, they're probably like, I'm going to smash that, the bag first and then the kid. But those are strange little things that you remember sometimes in life. And, you know, just very cool. And I do remember not long after taking it all apart. I do that to things sometimes just to see how they work. And it was actually this little disc inside that spun around. And this thing was actually, that was where the laugh track was. It was really cool. So it was great to see the inside of it, but I, I ruined it. I couldn't get it back together because I was just a little kid. But anyway, uh, we got to New York City. My grandfather, he just kept telling me, I want you to meet somebody. And the guy that he wanted me to meet there was um, Jack Dempsey, the famous boxer. We went to his restaurant and sure enough, there was Jack. He knew my grandfather and they shook hands and Jack shook hands with me. And, you know, from that day, I, I mean, I always thought about that. My God, like I didn't know the impact or who exactly Jack was. But, you know, after I realized who he was, what a famous boxer he was and his life story. And to think that my grandfather knew him and, you know, I shook his hand. I just thought that was really cool. So there's a lot of really great stories in regards to my grandfather. And I'll tell you one that was... uh probably the most pronounced in my life. He was older in his age and I get a phone call one night and I probably was about, again, I don't, I don't, I can't tell. I was young, early teens. The phone rings, my grandfather's on the other end. And he says, uh, he called me Anthony, right? He didn't call me Tony. My, my, my family basically calls me Anthony. Some people on the outside, anybody who knows me really early, it's yo aunt. <laughs> so I can tell how long I've known you. And uh, after that, it's Tony. And it doesn't matter what you call me. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. So anyway, I get a phone call from my grandfather. And he says, uh, Anthony, um, can I talk to you for a little while? I'm like, yeah, Grandpa, what's going on? I never got a phone call from my grandpa. I saw him a lot, but I never got a phone call from him. And he says to me, I just want to tell you something. I said, yeah, what's, what's up, Grandpa? What do you want to tell me? And uh, he says, I just want to let you know that I love you and that if anything ever happens to me, I'll always be watching over you. You will always have somebody watching over you. 
So, you know, as a little kid, I started getting a little scared. I'm like, Grandpa, okay, you know, is everything okay? Yes, yes, everything's okay. But I just want you to know, whenever I die, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to watch over you. And the next day he died. And that was just, just blew my mind. Now, I, I don't know, you know, what happens when you get older in life if you have this presence of mind. I, I can't explain it. But on the flip side, I'm just so thankful for that phone call. Um, you know, he basically said goodbye to me. And I don't, again, I don't know how he knew. Maybe he wasn't feeling well. He died of a heart attack. Um, just interesting. One of those weird and interesting things. I don't tell many people about that. I mean, I bet you there's some family members right now. They're like, what? I, I never heard that story. It's something I don't, I haven't really shared with a lot of people. Because it was like one of those stand by me moments when uh, the kid's sitting in the woods and the deer comes right up and, you know, he just looks at the deer and, you know, nice close encounter and the deer walks away and he didn't say anything to anybody about that. Um, that's what this was. This was just that moment between my grandfather and I and him saying goodbye to me. So in a very strange way, yeah, I have my faith and I always believe that God's watching over me, but I also got a pretty cool angel up there uh, by the name of Michael Ring watching over me as well. If it's possible, he's doing it, folks, I'm telling you right now. So um, those are the thoughts of my grandfather, and all of that just reminds me of Ireland. So when we were in Ireland, man, I just couldn't help but imagine my ancestors being there and such. And who were they? You know, what did they do? And the one thing you'll find that when you visit Ireland, and I, if you ever get the opportunity, I hope you do, because I got to tell you something. You know, I loved every country that I've ever been to um, so far in my life. Ireland is probably number one in beauty besides the United States. Uh, there are so many beautiful things here in the States. And if you never come to the United States, I, I encourage you uh, from everything from the Arctic uh, and up in Alaska to the deserts and the, de you know, out west to mountains, you know, the beaches. We are very blessed here with uh, a variety of different type of landscapes and such. But Ireland, it was just beautiful. It is truly green. Um, there's oceans and, uh, you know, surrounds an island. And there's mountains, snow-capped, and just a beautiful, beautiful place. One of the most important things and most meaningful things that, that happened to me in Ireland was the conversations that we engaged in with people there. So on this episode, uh, I know I'm taking my time getting there, but... We're going to walk the streets of Galway. You're going to hear street musicians playing. We're going to talk to a few street musicians, get to know them real quick. But then we're going to have a really interesting conversation with a friend of ours named Liam. And, uh, you know, a dry sense of humor, hilarious guy. But listen to the end of our conversation between Liam and I and the message there. Because that was probably one of the coolest things about the conversation was, yeah, I'm not alone in my thinking about appreciating the now and such. So here we go. Here we are in Galway. I'm John, I'm from Clare. I've been living in Galway too long, seven years. And yeah, I do this as a hobby and sometimes as part-time income. Okay, how did you learn the banjo? Someone teach you? Uh, I was taught as a kid. By by? Um, by Stephen Madden from okay. Ennis. Oh, okay, very cool. Anything else you want to say? Say hello um, to anybody? No, no okay. I'm good. <laughs> send money, send money, Ma. Send money, yeah, send money, that's it. <laughs> Uh, my name is Steven. Uh, I'm from Switzerland. I've been doing this about a year. Wow. Um, this guy is, is my boss. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I play guitar, banjo, a little bit of 
everything. A little bit of everything. What brought you here? Um, I was in university yeah. and uh, and then I didn't complete uh, the program and so I just started basking. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. Good. School, school to uh, the banjo. Yeah. No, no, uh, school here at the university. Oh, okay, okay. Much, this is much better crack. Ah, uh, okay. Else. And then you, you sir. Hi, who I am, Thomas. Um, Shannos dancer. Okay. Uh, Shannos is our oldest form of Irish dance, but like John and Stephen, college. College. At the moment. Mm. Okay. Uh, but I'm still in. They have to pick me out yet. But um, no, took up busking three years ago. And now John's my boss. Oh, so you all know each other. You're all. Oh, yeah. John's the boss. He's the man, the myth, the legend. He's my keeping things going. Really? <laughs> is uh, pretty much the Texas of Ireland, that uh, Cork people are, well, we're, we're way down south, uh, we're bigger than everywhere else, and we are better than everywhere else. <laughs> Our children are better looking, they're, they're smarter than everybody else's kids. The thing that we are absolutely top at, and nobody would beat us at, is modesty. <laughs> modesty is our forte. Uh, we will not be beaten on, on modesty. The crowning kind of comparison with Texas is that we even have a town down there called Yall. It's spelled a little differently. It's spelled, spelled Y-O-U-G-H-A-L, but it's pronounced Yall. So, uh, you know, the similarities between Cork and Texas. Some, some people say that Cork is the Texas of Ireland, but Cork people would say that Texas is the, is the Cork of, of America. In all modesty. In, in all modesty, you know, not, not wishing to, um, to blow our own trumpet or anything no, like that. not at but, all. No, 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 no. Like I said, modesty is our thing. You know, I, I'm here in Galway. I'm doing some missionary work. Uh, I'm trying to elevate uh, the people here to to our level. It's it's a forlorn task. Uh, it's something that will never be achieved. But as a as a missionary person, I, I guess I, I, I just have to do it. Exactly. It's 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 one of those things. Um, you know, uh, it's it's it would be wrong not to try not give them the opportunity to, to attain corkness. <laughs> so, so since my grandparents, well, my grandfather is from Cork, do I automatically have corkness? Oh, you were a citizen of Cork. I'm a citizen of Cork. <laughs> yes. Oh. In, uh, I think, 2013, though, Ireland had an event called uh, The Gathering, and it was an event kind of um, that was designed to invite the, the people of Irish descent from all over the world to come and visit Ireland and say hello and, you know, get to know each other a little bit and, uh, and hopefully have a two-way conversation, which was the nicest thing about it because um, the idea originally was, you know, get people to come here and spend a lot of money. But 
the nicest thing I, f- I found about it was that th- there was a lovely two-way conversation because people chatted, they asked questions, and it was very, very pleasant. Especially, I have to say, the people that came from the States because uh, I think we share a sense of humour and um, a lot of other stuff. So uh, this will help me understand myself more. Okay. I hear that if you kiss the Blarney Stone, you are blessed with the gift of gab. Is that correct? Uh, yes, but if you're from Cork, you don't need it. Uh, so this is what I'm getting to because I have a problem. And uh, my wife would tell you if she were here, okay. um, I don't ever shut up. <laughs> yeah. I'd be fine on a deserted island by myself, even laugh at my own jokes. Uh, is this corkness? That is corkness, um, <laughs> because we are funny. This is like, it's filling that blank in that I've had for so many years of my life that I okay. just didn't understand. You know? Well, <laughs> part of part of the whole gathering thing was that the, they were inviting people to come from Cork and or to come to Cork <clears> and visit. And uh, there was um, there was a lovely sketch uh, done uh, with uh, two quite elderly uh, comedians who were sitting uh, on a park bench. And these were guys, um, they used to be on TV back in the 70s and 80s. They were called Sha and Maya, hmm. which would be Charles and Jeremiah. Okay. And, um, but um, they used to have conversations about life and um, the way the planet was working and all that, you know. And they were discussing the uh, gathering and people coming to Cork. One of them asked the other, they were a bit like Lauren Hardy. There was kind of a straight guy and there was the, mm-hmm. the, the funny guy. And one of them was asking the other, uh, you know, well, you know, you know, how will we know if people are actually from Cork, um, their their ancestors are from Cork? And he said, um, the other guess is, you know, we'll know. We'll know by them, They're by, by the way they walk, the way they talk, you know. They'll be noble people, they'll, they'll be articulate, in, intelligent, <laughs> great looking, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, the ones then that aren't, we wouldn't insult them by asking if they're from Cork or not because we don't want to add to their woes. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, so this um, fills in so many check marks of the uh, the absentees of my life, you know, the things that I just didn't know about myself. Okay. This is it. This is all about my descendants. This is like, same with intelligence. We would never say that our IQs are at 140 and above. It's just not in our quirkness to, to go about and say these type of things. It's the modesty thing It again. is. You know, yeah, it's, I get um, it. It's, uh, we're, we're just not like that. Right. And frankly, I mean, why rub it in? Frankly, right? we don't need to. The noble yeah. bearing. The noble, noble bearing is very important. Yeah. yeah and and you, can't, you can't put a price on that. You can't uh, buy that. It's just birth. It's given by birth. Oh, we, sure. Eve, the, the Queen, when she visited Ireland a few years ago, she came to Cork. There are some very famous pictures of her uh, visiting uh, the local market there. And um, uh, in her visit to, uh, to various venues in Dublin, uh, she was very noble and very regal, and um, she was kind of very proper. When she came to Cork, she was laughing all the time. Hmm. She was among equals. Hmm. You know, she felt at home because she was among equals. She was among equals, right. right. Uh, you're really opening my eyes to this. I'm so glad we walked into this store. By the way, you can uh, tell people about your store. This is a great store here on the Key, key Street, correct? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's on uh, the main uh, pedestrian street in Galway, which is kind of starts off at William Street, goes into Shop Street and down to Key Street. Uh, so, uh, and tell the people the name of your business. The name of our shop is called uh, Gifts from Galway. Um, we sell online oh, cool. uh, under the the name uh, www.irishtweeds.com and also galwaybaygifts.com, and uh, we ship free of charge all over the world. Awesome. Now, the one thing people cannot buy is, unfortunately, corkness. Th- there was a time. 
in the uh, during the gathering, the 2013 event, mm-hmm. where you could buy temporarily a Cork passport. Mm. Um, because we ran a charity event down there. Um, it was an event, we closed the borders for a week. And to enter the county of Cork, you either had to have a Cork passport mm-hmm. or you had to pay uh, a visa uh, fee. The money was used for good causes, good local charities, good. and it was yeah. handled properly and all this sort of and thing. And I mean, what a, a bountiful... Uh, benefit that you get from that you receive a, a an acceptance to greatness for a temporary time and then you're also donating to great causes as absolutely well. yeah. it's a, it's a it's a it's a win-win all the way around yeah well it was it was all very tongue-in-cheek and um done with uh, with humor but um you, you know? see to visit cork um you need to give it so much time because you have to enter cork uh, usually uh, around my hometown in charleville uh we we have a a solemn resp- responsibility in Charleville. Uh, we keep Limerick people out of Cork. Uh, we're we're right on the border, so we're guardians. It's it's voluntary, oh, um, right. and uh, we we don't have to be drafted. We just do it. Um, yeah. It's it's uh, and we want to do it uh, mostly because of Limerick people. Back to names. Yes. The name Ring. Yeah, for real. Is a holy one in in Cork. For real. For real. Can I guess? No, you tell me. I will tell you. Uh, does it begin with a C? Christy Ring. Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. Christy Ring was uh, the greatest hurler that ever lived. Is, uh, is Ring a very popular name in Cork, though? No. Is not, it not like not a really. Smith or. No, no, no. Uh, he came from a village called Cloyne in East Cork. Hmm. Uh, and um, as a kid, people noticed how good he was at the game yeah. and uh, he just got better and better and um, he was uh, how would you say he played inter-county uh, which is top level hurling mm-hmm. in, into his 50s wow he was he was an animal really hugely mm. skilled mm. but really tough but the skill was the thing um, I met him once really yeah uh, I cannot tell you the words that he said to me <laughs> oh, you, or maybe you can edit well, them out. Um, uh, say it, say it. He said, get the f- out of my way. <laughs> and, yeah. I, and, and I was honoured. An eloquent man. I was honoured to be addressed by yeah. Christy Ring. Um, he noticed me. <laughs> so really, he was that, he must have been a rock star down there, basically. Oh, man. Well, um, and he, he unfortunately died very young. He died in his um, early 60s. Yeah. How long but, ago was that? I'm just curious. Uh, he died in the... Uh, about 79, oh. 1980. Okay. Uh, but he he was in his prime in the late 40s, early 50s. Okay. Now, I believe, they, isn't there a field or something or a stadium named after him down there? There is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But he is the man. Um, hmm. Wouldn't that be something if he was a, a distant relative of some sort? Oh, that would be... Oh, I love that because I love yeah. names and I love uh, the way names change. Um I had a chat one day here in the shop with a guy uh, from the States and uh, he knew he had Irish ancestry mm-hmm. but didn't know the name oh. because his great-great-grandfather was a cattle detective uh, with Pinkertons or one of those no, agencies. Wow. So he kept changing his name as he oh. went around the country because he couldn't, <laughs> he'd be in danger yes. if he um, right. kept the same name. So he said, I know we're Irish, we did the DNA the whole lot. Mm. But where from and who? Not a clue. Wow. 
there's some we get some some great stories because um believe it or not i like to talk my wife t- t- tells me that i don't talk at all oh, are you serious yeah hmm. um mine, we, mine tells me i don't listen at all we well it, there's there's that as well um occasionally she scares the crap out of me by saying um i've been thinking oh boy look out the most scary thing any man can ever hear that's three words you don't want to hear the guy who makes this uh, this chess set here yes uh, his name is Philip, um, and uh, it's, it's a company called Ogauna. Okay. And uh, Philip is, is one of my favourite suppliers. I've nicknamed him uh, the Quiet Man. Like, does he look like John Wayne? No, he doesn't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> if you are ever feeling bored, you just need to ring Philip, say, Hiya, Phil, and say... That's it, he's off. Mm, every now and again, <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> but he's he's just one of these guys who, who has a passion for history, for mythology, uh, and is a genius with his hands mm. and can do... And these are all handmade? Yeah. That's absolutely beautiful. And is that on your website by any chance? It is, yeah. People should go there and take a look at these uh, chess pieces. It's, that it's, they are all, it's ahead. called the Isle of Lewis uh, chess set. Yeah. I mean, that's and, that's um, actually remarkable so that, that this handmade. So... Would it be, uh, did he do the cast and then the whole cast them, or yeah, is it like he, each one is individual? He carves the master right. originally, right. then creates molds, okay. and then uses the molds to um, to make them. They're made from a, a blend of limestone, uh, crushed limestone and resin. It's a very um, unique uh, chess set. I, myself, being a chess player, I, I find it really interesting. It actually looks almost like a relic in a way. Well, it has a great history because the original Isle of Lewis set was it was found on the Isle of Lewis in Scotland okay. uh, back in the 1830s. Uh, a sand dune got got, uh, got washed and it appeared out of the sand That's dune. Amazing. So they think it goes back to the 1200s. It is either Norwegian or Icelandic. Uh, you know, I was going to say from the looks almost a Viking kind of helmet that they're wearing. Yeah. The way it goes down the back of the helmet is very interesting. And you, and this here almost looks uh, Nordic, the pawns, the, the design on the pawns. are, And that has a nice feel, too. It feels like a nice and solid piece, like the stone's nice and cold in your it's, hands. Yeah, and also the board is, is really beautiful in design and the perimeter here. But so that's an exact, basically a replica. Of it's a replica, and the replica, it's so good a replica that uh, the original, or most of the original, is on display in the British Museum in London. Hmm. And the museum contacted Philip and asked him, would he sell them his set as oh, wow. the one they use in their gift shop? What an honor. Wow. Yeah. That's really neat. That, so yeah, so, people should definitely go on your website again, um, if you would say your website. Yeah, it's uh, galwaybaygifts.com or irishtweeds.com. Cool. Yeah, if you're into chess uh, pieces and chess boards and such, you need to check this out. It's very unique, and I'm sure there's a history on, online as well in regards to that set. Oh, yeah, all the okay. nonsense is online. There you yeah, go. I, it's all there. I can ramesh as much as uh, on in, in print as, as much as I do. <laughs> um, a great thing we have here in the uh, in Galway is <clears throat> we try to use the Irish language as much as we can. I would love to hear that right now. Yeah, it's... Go for it. It's, um, I saw a beautiful um, thing done recently online. It, it was... Uh, it was a tattoo that a gentleman got done uh, to declare his love for his girlfriend or wife or whatever the status was. I'm not sure. But it was a hugely elaborate full back tattoo and the script was kind of going in, in all directions through it. And the script said, And it's a very deep and meaningful phrase. Uh, it's one that the children learn the very first day they go to school. 
It means, may I go to the bathroom? <laughs> is, is he aware? Uh, he is now. <laughs> Irish people are liars. You need, uh, if you're ever doing anything like that, you, you better need to, do your research. You need to check it again and again and again because we are liars. <laughs> Even people from Cork. Especially people from Cork. <laughs> Which kind of sets the tone for this entire podcast, folks. Because if you're thinking this, everything in here that you're listening to, other than uh, the very beautiful and unique chess sets, that's all real. But everything else, we're, we're having friendly banter in an Irish way, in a Corkian yeah, way. I, 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 I have to sort of dial it back a little bit yeah. and lies is is too strong because I don't like lies I hate lies but bullshit is an art form that is practiced here in Ireland um, that word is that could that be intermixed with the word malarkey I guess it could malarkey is a word that, that we don't use much here mm. um, uh, but we use bullshit quite a lot <laughs> um, my grandfather was was um, an amazing exponent of the art he was a specialist and um, my dad specialised in the form of uh, the bullshit art was starting rows with people. Um, like starting them and walking away? Exactly. Oh. And that, um, just, just a gentle, <laughs> sure. just a gentle a nudge. nudge towards. Just a little twitch, a little, you know. Just guys need. Yeah, a little elbow. Sometimes people need a hand need to, um, to just engage. He was a facilitator. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Some people are, you know. Born to lead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was born to nudge. Uh, and he yeah. was born to nudge, and I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, personally. so Ireland is, is a state of mind in general, you know, and um, you got to come here to absorb the state of mind. Mm -hmm. And um, if people come here, they should talk to us because we like to talk, have conversations, um, have beer. Orchard thieves. Orchard thieves. Yeah. I, um, Orchard thieves, right. I'm... And... and it's full of vitamin C also. I figure, like, look, you're, you're getting your vitamins, you're getting your fruit. Yep. And you're also, you know, quenching your thirst. It's almost like a, like a dual-purpose type of product that I don't, they don't market it that way, but it really does serve. Uh, no, no, there's a few gentlemen who spend quite a lot of time on the street are uh, extremely fond of, um, of uh, orchard thieves. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's something, Druid's kneecap or something like that. Um, <laughs> it's... Um, there's a few concoctions that are um, interesting enough, and uh, some of them give uh, quite a lot of bang for the buck as well. Gotcha. So some uh, advice for people who are contemplating on coming to Ireland, and they're kind of on a bubble. What would you say as an Irishman? Uh, do some research. See what, if you have Irish connections, head for that area. I'm biased. Uh, I'm very much a west of Ireland and south of Ireland person. Uh, I think you should spend more time in the west and south than in Dublin. Dublin, for me, it's a big town. It's busy. There's a lot of very interesting things to do. If you have any time in Dublin, go to Kilmainham Jail. It's a fantastic place to visit. you got to book it online in advance, but it, you do a guided tour in there. And you get a kind of a brief history of Ireland. It's quite moving. It's, it's good. It's highly recommended. Join a Facebook group that talks about Ireland. 
are people that um, you know where you have forums online. I don't mm-hmm. can't think of well, any. Well, TripAdvisor right is very good as well. So if you look, you plugged in uh, Galway, it's a, it's thousands of people that will give their advice on what they've encountered in Galway. Uh, great places to eat, yep. places to shop, places to avoid and such. Um, but um, we, that's very informative. It truly is. We've learned a, a lot from the locations that we've been through TripAdvisor. So okay, that's yeah. a good idea. So I, I do want to segue to one other thing, and uh, some of you've said it a lot earlier was about communication. And the art of gab and talking to people, personally for me, uh, that was the beginning of this podcast, is the love to talk and the love to talk to people. I, I love to talk to anyone. I find it very satisfying to have a very good conversation with someone. Oh, I me, agree. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's, again, I'm trying to learn from my court descent. Is that part of my heritage? Is that part of my, my DNA and my blood from coming from this part of Ireland? I think it is. I yeah. think it is. Because uh, one of the most hilarious things that, uh, that happened to me was um, was going to a meeting to teach us how to network. Kind of these business groups, that's... these business groups <laughs> where in the U.S., it, they originated in the U.S. where people came together in artificial circumstances and kind of bigged each other up and chatted and so on in Ireland we didn't know it but we invented it yes you did. Um, and for us to oh. um, to go networking I just thought it was hilarious because um, an Irishman um, teaching an Irishman how to network yeah it's like that. that's what we it's, do we're born networking right now that's what this is about well one of the philosophies is is stolen from Nick Offerman the uh, the actor uh, he does a, a show it is one of the core philosophies is, is, is don't be you know, be be nice to people. You know, respect people. Uh, respect people above and below you in in the social kind of um, level, because you never know when you're going to be up or down or whatever. And it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, I think you should always respect people. Today is very important. Right now is very important because yesterday it's finished, done with. You can't change it regretting stuff that happened yesterday it's not going to make you feel any better it's just going to eat you up inside forgive yourself is another big thing irish people one thing we're really good at is guilt beat the heck of ourselves yeah because the, the the most important person we have to forgive is ourselves right uh, and, and cut ourselves some slack a lot of slack yeah because we're, we're just we're, brutal we're, to ourselves we're, we're yeah. human we're frail we make mistakes and recognize the mistake and try not to do it again live for today don't be reckless kind of but it's just that uh, right now is 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 where you're living and right now is the most important time of your life tomorrow mightn't ever arrive you might get hit by a truck on the way home you don't know so you gotta living uh, in the now which again it comes down to mindfulness being aware and appreciative of absolutely everything that you have in your life right now because this is the now so many yep. people are thinking about 10 years ago 15 years ago or five years or tomorrow when this is life right now. Well, embrace the moment. Um, exactly. And uh, you really have to do that. And have fun. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. And for young people, you know, people in their teens, in their 20s, have fun is the most important thing. There was a, an Irish writer, uh, Maeve um, Binchy, Maeve Binchy. And Maeve was a, a very large lady and always was since she was a child. She, she said she realised uh, at a party when she was 17, she said she used to always feel very self-conscious about her weight and appearance she was 17 at a party and she looked around and she realized that everybody around her was feeling self-conscious about themselves they weren't looking at me they were more worried about themselves than than and so she said we had this whole series of islands around the place feeling and so she said oh right what's the point in being worried about how i look or what i'm saying or doing you know i just and that's a problem that i think a lot of young kids have you know you're amongst your peers 
and you're trying to figure out exactly where you fit in. Even though someone may seem as they're at the top of the heap, you know, the, the cool person and such, everybody has something going on. Everybody has a problem. Everybody is, has something within them that maybe they're not proud of, maybe they're self-conscious about. And I think when you are more self-conscious about yourself and insecure with yourself, maybe that sense is heightened in you. But trust me when I say, and I think you will agree with me, everybody at that party in life that you're at, everybody you look at every day, they have something within them as well that they're not completely confident about. So they're not necessarily worried about you and how we go through life. And I'm a prime example of this. Oh, you know, what are they thinking? Or what, you know, what are they doing? And, you know, I wonder what they think about that. What do you care? Okay, because they are in their lives, they're doing their own thing, and they're in their own island themselves. They're not thinking about me. Nope. Okay, they might think about me for 15 seconds or 15 minutes when I may be in their presence. Other than that, who are we to think that we're so self-righteous and important that people are going around thinking about us all the time? So we waste so much time worrying about that, and it's not even happening. It's not even true. Yeah, they're all sitting there with their their little guy on their shoulder kind of tapping them uh, saying you're no good at this yep. you're no good at this you're we no have, good at this we have that tape that repetitive tape that runs in our minds that negative mantra you can't do that you're not good enough you're not good looking enough not quirky we might not have that you know <laughs> yeah. I'll we're joking but seriously a lot of people have that tape i have it you have it my daughter has everybody not i know has yeah. that tape whether they admit that or not and it's conquering and changing that dialogue that internal dialogue that's the way you're going to get through that and you have to understand and realize hey i don't care what you look like or who you are we all have a lot of other things in common and they are, they are life's problems and life's uh, anxieties and adversities and such. You got to stop beating yourself up. You got to start becoming your own friend. You got to start liking that person in the mirror. Look at the person and the soul that's within you. That's what truly matters. That's very important. Yeah. And you got to you got to go for it as well in, in life. You know, you got to try things and do things. There's a load of people around the country and all over the world who are sitting there in their 40s and 50s regretting things they didn't do in their, their teens, their 20s, their 30s. Go for it. You have one life. You have one chance. I said this before. I hate to use this line from Jack from the Titanic. <laughs> he says, <laughs> make it count. He says that. He says, make it count. You know, make it count. You only got one chance at this. Yeah. And uh, a little health scare with me last year before I started this podcast. Thank God everything worked out right. You know, do the normal health checks per your age. Yeah. Get, you know, get checked out. But thank God that happened with me. I got the clear bill of health. And at that point, I'm like, man, okay, we do really only have one chance at this. What do I want to do? I really always wanted to talk to people, talk to my doctors. They encouraged me, hey, why don't you start talking to people? And Like, you, you want to talk to people? Go talk to people. Do your little podcasting and get that done. And there it is. So I've met so many great people on this trip, on, on every show that I've spoken to people. Mm. Everybody's so cool, you know, and we all have so much in common. So I really, I hate to wrap this up, but... Um, Fish and chips are waiting for us somewhere. I don't know where, but... Uh, Hopefully uh, McDonald's. There you go. Oh, I had that last night. So I'm actually on the podcast as well, if you go there. Great price, great taste. And uh, I went with the cod, by the way, which is fantastic. And yes. she got the chicken and chips, which is very mm -hmm. good. And let me tell you something. Get yourself a side of the curry sauce. little dip, a little dabble, do you? You'll be eating uh, all the fries. You, you won't <laughs> be able to help yourself. Whoops, sorry about that. So uh, if you get this chance, folks, if you are in Galway, you have to stop by and say hello to this guy, Liam Garvey. Stop in, <laughs> see this guy. He's got some beautiful jewelry in here and great gifts. And if you would, just go online and check out his uh, his website as well and take a look at this uh, Isle of Lewis chess set. It's beautiful. So, Liam, how would you like to wrap this up? Uh, it's been a pleasure. It's, um, how do, do I wrap this up? It's, it's hard to... 
It's hard to surpass. It's hard to follow a Corkman, um, <laughs> especially after he's been in the bathroom. But um, <laughs> it um, no, come to, come to Ireland, yeah. come to Galway, uh, come to the West, uh, listen to some Irish music. Oh yeah, well we um, did that last night in Taft's. Yeah, uh, it was just a bunch of like three local guys, and again you will hear that on the podcast as well. But three local guys that just get together, uh, have their names written down somewhere. Really nice folks, and um, man, they were good. And just kick back with your favorite beverage and uh, just take in the atmosphere. Yeah. That's, that felt like, like I said to my daughter, this feels like Ireland to me. Just sitting back and there was a lot of locals in there. And we know it's not tourist season right now. And, uh, you know, we, 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 just, we just felt at home there. It was really nice. So uh, great place, great little, little city you have here. And we were honored to uh, be here. And it was a great pleasure to sit here and, and talk to you. We'll stand here and talk. But, no, it was great to come into your store and, um, and meet you. And uh, I want to thank you very much for the for the time. You know, oh, and, and if pleasure. you, yeah, and um, you want to say hello to anyone? Hello, world. Um, anybody? Anybody? That's about back it. Back in Cork. Anybody? Back in Cork. Family? Any, no, I, I, I hate them all. Um, <laughs> so um, don't need to. T- t- they're 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 not in my will. Um, the um, they're just uh, they're dead to me. Um, <laughs> Awesome, Liam. Hey, man, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, Let me kick this off real quick. So there it is. Uh, as cool as that is to meet a complete stranger in Liam. Uh, what a great guy. And uh, I'm so thankful that I have corkness. He has corkness. My family has corkness. That explains so much about me. Folks, don't get insulted, especially people from Limerick. You know, Liam, everything in there was uh, satire. We were joking about everything. Other than, uh, you know, the good-looking and intelligent children. And, and people. <laughs> From Cork. So it was just a great conversation with Liam, and I encourage you to get in there and see him, man. He's a really great guy. He's got some beautiful products in there, and visit him online as well. You know, uh, when you get to Ireland, you are going to learn so much about the history. Irish are a proud people. I greatly encourage you to listen to them, to listen to their story, to listen to the history of Ireland. You will learn so much. I mean, I can't even go there to begin to talk about the facts of history and what I've learned there. Just fascinating. So that gets even more intense when we get over to Dublin, but they are fun people. They're a great uh, group of people to speak to. I can't wait to continue this in Dublin. We're going there soon. And after the Dublin episode, towards the back end of the Dublin episode, anybody that we have not yet played a soundbite from who said hello to us, we're going to put that all in there. So... Until then, folks, I want to thank you very much for uh, listening. I want to thank Liam for uh, engaging us in conversation. What a pleasure it was to meet you, and it won't be the last time we will get back over there. And uh, thank you so much, Liam. It was, it was a great conversation. And to all the buskers out there in the world, especially there in Ireland, man, there is nothing I enjoy more. And, and a busker, you're going to hear that term, folks, for us in America here. A busker is, is what they call a street musician. And if you you'll also hear them refer to... Uh, that's great crack. They don't mean crack as in crack cocaine. It's uh, it's humor. It's, it's laughter. It's fun. And that's what that means there. So anyway, next episode, we're going to Dublin. So when we get to Dublin, we're going to talk not only Dublin, but we're going to talk Belfast. We're going to talk Cliffs of Moher. We're going to talk uh, Giants Causeway way up north by Bush Mills. Uh, we have a lot to talk about in that next episode, but we'll get to all the important things. And for now, I'm Tony. I want to thank you so much for listening. And I'm hoping you're having a great day. And uh, remember, you're not alone in anything that you're going through in life. Try to be in the now. Try to live now in life and not be worrying about what can or what did happen in your life. 
This is it right now. You get one shot at it. Please enjoy it. It's a gift. Thank you very much. And we'll talk to you soon. See you.